Yo, yo, what is going down? Almost on time. Almost on time. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another live stream movie recap episode with Lady Fab Blood. And uh, gravy is the gravy, the cat is on the loose. So, Charge your lap. so <laughs> if Samurai Guy randomly screams high pitch, that means uh, I'm getting fucked up below the waist. What is going on? What is going on on a Saturday night? Thank all of you badasses for hanging out with us today. We're going to be talking movies tonight. We're going to have some fun. We're going to agree to, agree to disagree on some things, but we're still going to have some fun tonight. Let's do the roll call. Who we, who we got up in the house here? Who Who's up in the house? Nigel, what's going on? Heather's in the house. We got Lataro in the house. Severio, what is going on? We got, uh, <laughs> we got, uh, what is that? Ad Lizzle? Ad Lizzle? What's going on? We got all these badasses here. Steve-O, Lady Danish. My, my. That's right. Miguelon. That's right. Sexisumo, Eric. Jonathan. Justin. What's going on? Gilbert Berger in the house. In the heezy Cameron. That's right. We got Kiowa in the house. You say what's going on? We got Zuko, Fred. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of badasses are here to hang out with us. Appreciate it. Cheers. That's right. Samurai guys got the water. And Lady Fabulous got the, the caffeine. The, the caffeine. <laughs> I want to oh. booze, but probably not a good idea for the type of video we're doing. Uh, actually, booze would have worked, but it's fine. It's fine. We didn't get a chance might to get out. might have said some things I was going to regret. <laughs> that still might happen. Though. That's still, what are you talking about? It's probably going to happen anyway, but it's all good. It's all good. What's going on, what's going on guys? Oh shit. All right. So let's go ahead and have some fun. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to first talk about the black phone. That's right. And then after that, uh, we are going to talk about. Oh boy. It's begun. Uh, if it gets too crazy, we're going to have to put the kitten away. Uh, Thor, love and blunder. Yes. We're going to get into that as well. So first up, let's get it started. Let's get into some horror state of mind. Let's talk about Black Phone. Hey, hey, all right, we're back. And the, the little lovable, adorable terror is the here. Hellion. <laughs> the hellion. The ginger menace. The ginger menace. Black phone. All right, let's go ahead and have some fun and uh, talk about this one. All right, let me get up here so we can get the images going here. All right. Uh, jump right into the plot synopsis. Not looking too good for this town. 
Uh, we're going to have a lot of missing children are gone. And a, and a slow, small legend, uh, because of all the missing kids, has has begun. Uh, it's almost it's almost Candyman-esque uh, with the kids in the town, because they're all like, you know, don't say his name three times, the grabber, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so you have like this kind of small legend uh, being created around the town, you know, a guy with a, black, with a whole bunch of black balloons. And, ah, shit! Yep, he's gotta we go. go. There we go. <laughs> he's gotta go. It's already started. It's already started. <laughs> oh, McCratch! Oh no, that was not good, and that was perfect timing. I had I had a picture up. See, this is what happened. This is what happened when you guys come here live. You don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, oh, I gotta stretch it out. Hold on. <laughs> Woo! Oh man, that was hilarious. Oh, that's. That might go on best of the year clip right there. <laughs> oh, my nuts. Oh, oh, shit. Ooh, stretch it out. Oh, stretch it out now. All right. Woo. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'll apply first aid later. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we got a super chat up in there. Gilbert, what's going on? He goes, a little number to match the movie a genre and to appreciate the cat gods so your fur baby behaves yeah well it's gonna be a couple months before he starts behaving yeah 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 he's only three months old and he's just he's literal he's just a spitfire he yeah, just yeah he will not he will not stop yeah. uh appreciate oh god now he's now he's oh this is such a professional stream we got going we right go. now oh my goodness great is the danny bonaducci of kitties <laughs> well, oh my goodness all right let's keep on he is going a ginger if he, if, he, if he keeps meowing like crazy we might have to give him some food some more I just, I some just, more food he just ate and i just had to give him some food. <sighs> all right here we go <laughs> there you go protect protect your scrotum at all times <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> back to the review of the movie yeah, so you have this small little legend going around uh, amongst the kids at school. You know, watch out for the guy with the balloons, the top hat, uh, especially the uh, uh, the black mysterious van. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the movie was directed by uh, I think it's Scott. I, I can't. I forgot his name. But <laughs> this is a lot of a lot of a lot just happened to you. Yeah, right now, so I'm still okay. I'm still in recovery mode right now it's with my right. crotch. All right, but he he directed Sinister, which I really liked. But something for me felt flat with the finale, and I don't know what happened there. I'd, I'd, I'd have to revisit Sinister and find out what happened. Bagul is still one of the most ridiculously funny names for an evil entity, and I can't, I can't stop saying Bagul now. Uh, but yeah, some Sinister was solid. Uh, he actually directed the original Doctor Strange, which you guys know I, I enjoyed that, and I believe he was the one that was supposed to direct the sequel. Uh, but he got replaced by Sam Raimi, uh, you know, for better or for worse, for some of you out there. Uh, but um, you know, you know, this was a hit. This is a critically acclaimed movie, The Black Phone. Uh, it did well in theater. It was a big hit. So he he kind of got his take that Marvel for <laughs> fucking me over yeah. uh, revenge in a way. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. I'm going to segue to you now. Oh. Boom. Oh. Um. Well, what do you want me to start off with? Uh, exactly. Well, I like the relationship between the brother and sister. And that's 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 
that ended up being the, the primary focus of the film. So if, if you went in, just in case you hadn't seen the film, there we're going to do... Yeah, this is a spoilers okay. stream, guys. So if you went in wanting to see Ethan Hawke, first of all, the good news, you will see him redeem that poor excuse of a performance he had to sleepwalk through in uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> Maybe it's not his fault. It wasn't his fault. It's not his I fault. I mean, when you got nothing to work with, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, so the good news is he does show up and he does perform the hell out of what he's given. Yeah. Now, the bad news is you're not going to see as much as the trailer kind of led you to believe. Right, and that's, that's going to be that's kind of the the bummer of the of the piece. What they did focus on was the siblings. It's a brother and a sister. Oh, this is set in the late seventies, by the way. Yeah, I oh, like which that. is nice. Um, I like. That. I've already I've stated before in the past. I'm kind of tired of the eighties. I'm burned out of the eighties. How of dare the you? Nostalgia, no, the nostalgia. I know what you mean. Though. The the retro stuff. I'm kind of done with it. Um, and so you know to kind of have like a you know ten decades prior. I mean ten decades, ten years prior to the you know eighties. I think it was like seventy eight. I believe it was set in. Um, it was nice, you know. You get, you get. They did their research. Lots of browns, lots yeah. of plaids. <laughs> yeah. Um. Very. Everything's very ugly. Yeah. Um. And so these two siblings, they have this drunken, very abusive father. Yeah. And yeah. they they more focus on on their home life, their relationship, why they are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And you know, for for two kid actors that I personally haven't seen before. Um, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. There's there's a scene, um, you know, for, for for all the other punches that the movie pulls, which we'll get into, mm -hmm. there was a scene where we straight up see a little girl take a belt yeah. from her dad, her yeah. drunken dad, and she's bringing it, she's crying. Yeah, great performances the, from her and, and the father, everyone yeah, the in that dad, scene. That was, a, that was like, whoa. The dad's yelling yeah. at her, and she mm -hmm. starts crying and yelling back at him. I mean, it was a really good scene and i was kind of like hey yeah. okay i can i can get behind this mm -hmm. um so it, it does focus more on them which right. i did like yeah because they're they're likable characters now yeah and uh it um you know yeah depending on what you want that's right. what you get right 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 uh but uh going back to the siblings here uh yeah sister was great uh, I love how she had balls and like, I like that scene where, you know, her brother was getting bullied and she grabs, she grabs a rock, fucks that other kid up. That was great. You know? Uh, but yeah, they're both likable, which helps if they were both little shits that we couldn't stand and we would be rooting. Is that your <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh God! Oh, a little bit, of, a little bit of shit got stuck. She in my says, "Psycho Gordon." I'm sorry. <laughs> we would be oh. rooting for Hawk to kill them, uh, but uh, no, they're both very likable and. Uh, and going back to that scene where the, the, the father abuse, uh, you know, he's going through a lot of stuff because, uh, you know, he lost his wife. Uh, the, their mother uh, had a special gift. She was able to see visions and, and predict things. And uh, she ended up taking her own life, which had affected him uh, deeply, which, uh, as, as you see in the movie, you can you can tell he's like really just done. He's shut off from the world. All he does is drink. And sometimes he's good to his kids, but sometimes he's he's a horrible father. Yeah, he is he is he is pretty shitty. Yeah, but the gift shitty. the the gift uh, a similar gift has been passed down uh, to the daughter, and the daughter is having dreams of uh, uh, a man, you know, with a top hat, uh, you know, the black balloons, the black van. Essentially, anytime a child gets kidnapped, and mm -hmm. you know, right. you know. Um, she kind of has these dreams about it. Right. And what I found really interesting in this film 
you have to it, the movie does present itself as a serious story in that respect and that you do have a guy in a mask and a top hat with balloons going around kidnapping and killing children right 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 but you do have to suspend your your brain a little bit because you do have a little girl running around with psychic visions and they're 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 actually 100 correct and she's right. uh you know at one point the it does get supernatural so yes. it's not a straight it's up it's a paranormal horror yeah it's flick. not it's not a straight up thriller yeah yeah it's a paranormal horror movie and something i also found very hilarious which you didn't get any of this in the 80s was that when <laughs> when the girl goes to the authorities because the authorities actually kind of seek her out first because they hear that she's having dreams and all that and that's what gets her in trouble with her dad at first well they heard she was talking about right she's talking about her dreams and so they're like well yeah. what's going on because we didn't release this information to the public yeah so they start talking to her and that gets in trouble with her dad because her dad's like you're not your mom you know your mom stuff which she saw wasn't real and so you know first she doesn't want to really say anything about you know the dreams in front of the dad with the cops and everything but eventually it starts happening more and so the cops actually believe the little girl and the cops are actually not ineffectual in that aspect and you don't get the oh fred krueger did it and then the cops you know brush yeah. off the little girl and then, you know, the cops yeah. are just completely useless in this in this film, which I thought that was a really interesting touch. Another unbelievable aspect that you kind of have to <laughs> suspend your disbelief with in this movie. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the cops kind of believed her a little bit too easily, especially later in the movie, uh, which we'll get to. But it's still, you can still have fun with the movie and, and enjoy it. So things don't go too well for the brother. Uh, he gets kidnapped by the grabber. And I love how they didn't really show his face a lot in the movie. Mm. It was like briefly. You know, if you notice uh, when he gets out of the van, he goes, uh, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a magician. You want to see a magic trick? If you watch the trailer, they show Ethan Hawke's face. Mm. But in the movie, they don't. It's filmed from behind. So they, they did a really good job with that. And you do get some very suspenseful, uh, creepy moments. Uh, come, him coming down there, giving him breakfast and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Hawk uh, is, is, is a legend and he's, he's doing his thing. Uh, and again, the boy dealing with what what the fuckery, like what the hell is going on? Uh, pretty good performances from the boy as well. And then we get introduced. I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie was with the creepy factor done well, was when one of the days the boy wakes up and he just sees Ethan Hawke sitting there like this, just sitting there next to the bed looking at him. And then he goes... He goes, what the hell are you doing? Like, what do you want? Or what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I just wanted to look at you. And then he walks out. That's how you do it. That's one of the one of the best parts of the movie. I wish we did more of that. That's one of my complaints with the film. I understand what they're trying to do. They wanted to keep the grabber less on screen. So that, so that way, when he shows up, it's scarier. It's a big deal. But I still think they could have shown more Ethan Hawke and a few more extra scenes. But we're going to get to my disappointment uh, a little bit later, even though we did enjoy uh, the film overall. But we're introduced to this uh, extra element here. There's a phone in this room. <coughs> and uh, one of your a phone that is not plugged in, but it rings. And then that's, with, uh, that's where the supernatural elements uh, get brought in. Mm. I think one of the things you had issues with uh, was he could hear the phone, but he chose uh, the grabber. The grabber can also hear the phone, but he chooses not to hear it. 
So why does he hear it? That was well, and that okay. That was something that. Are the ghosts trying to get a hold of him? That was something Revenge? that the movie introduced. Okay, so you were just you were just now talking about how the movie wanted to be more ambiguous with its right, uh, right. its villain, its mm-hmm. antagonist. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. Um, you know, you had bare bone minimum Fred Krueger, bare bone minimum Jason Voorhees, bare bone minimum original Michael Myers back in the day, and it worked just fine. And then, you know, we all know what happened with Michael Myers' backstory. That got convoluted and twisted and got to the point where he was in a fucking cult, cult of thorn and blah, blah, blah. And what the fuck's going on anymore? And, it, you know, it, it ruined the mythos of, of the shape. And um, so if you want to introduce your antagonist and make him ambiguous, I have no problem with that. No, no. But then when you turn around and then you start introducing within your own self-contained movie... These elements, like he was kind of hinting that he had been, there was kind of like this hint that maybe he had been abused and tortured as a kid, maybe. But down then, in that same room, maybe. Yeah. And then there was this 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 thing that he had heard the phone, but he chose to ignore it. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, why is that? You know, you if you if you want to keep him ambiguous, that's fine. But then don't introduce things like threads of things, right? Just to turn around and then not really make it make too much sense, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? It's, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of it was kind of like, oh, well, you, you kind of dangled that, that carrot there, and then you just didn't do anything with it. Right, right, right. And right. so you, you kind of leave me going, well, then why was this and why was that? And, uh, you know, It's always a very difficult thing to do uh, when you're a script writer because when you have this really cool, like, or this very interesting killer slasher or whatnot, do you reveal the past? Do you reveal everything, making it go, oh, like, for example, here's a good example. Uh, the original Halloween, I love the fact that he's evil. He just killed his sister, and that's it. I love that. I love how they didn't explain, unless, you know, if you want to. The Rob Zombie remake had its moments, w- which were interesting, the direction he was going. But I kind of like, I prefer not to know. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that because the cops are parents are going crazy no one knows why mm-hmm. and and that's when donald pleasance is like you know it's he's just evil mm-hmm. you know what i mean i love that that makes myers really scary but then you have a movie silent night deadly night right mm-hmm. which basically original which basically <laughs> leading up to before he started slashing people it makes totally sense why he's batshit insane because all the stuff he went through leading up to that mm-hmm. so it it works it's just difficult to do uh, because sometimes revealing too much ruins it, and sometimes not revealing too much kind of can ruin it for the viewer. Well, in this case, I, yeah. they they revealed a little, but not enough to make it make any sense. But then, uh, then why did you reveal it in the first place? That there, was there my thing. But yeah. that's no, it's an interesting point. You know, just probably just interesting point. Thinking, but... uh, I again back to when Hawk was on screen when he was actually there. Uh, he was very, very, he did his acting performance was great. I enjoyed all the different masks, mm. which were made by Tom Savini. I'm not sure if anyone else helped to make the mask, but I know Tom Savini's name showed up in the credits. Uh, th- I think this is my favorite mask here, but I enjoyed Hawk because, uh, the grabbers, uh, the Hawk's performance, because he had these moments where you're like, oh shit, it's, it's not going to look well. And then the very next day or in the, later in the same day, you have these 
little small vulnerable mm-hmm. performances. Yeah. You know, would you like a soda? I'm giving you puppy dog eyes. You know, and, you know. I'm gonna leave the door cracked a little. I'm not gonna close it all the way. So you know, just so that that way, you know, you're curious. You'll come up and try to escape. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, this was waiting for. Her. Yeah. Uh, so a straight up beatdown was waiting for whoever would try to escape. So so Hawk uh, was was phenomenal. So the the phone element mm-hmm. essentially what happens is the the victims that the grabber has killed mm-hmm. all start contacting the boy, and essentially all of them have been in different stages of trying to escape. Right, and that was an interesting element. Yes, because yes. it all came to play later mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Where this one was like, don't go up the stairs. He left the door open for you. It's a trap. Right. And sure enough, you got the, you know, he he cracks open the door and he doesn't go up because he just got the phone call and the camera goes up and then you see the shot where yeah, he's waiting he's for him to beat, the, him. beat yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah. And then you got the other one that's like, there's this, there's this loose tile on the floor. I tried to dig, but I didn't get far enough. And there's the other one. Did you try, you know, using the carpet to get up to the, to the, to the window to mm-hmm. break free and, you know. It was it was interesting how the ghosts were trying to the victims right. were essentially trying to help him and how that ended up coming to play later on. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was kind of like it, even though this was a seventies film, it did kind of remind me of a, a twisted, not Goonies esque, but like if the ghosts got together and were like, <laughs> "Hey, let's plot our revenge," you yeah. know, like yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was it was strange in that way. Yeah. Um, now I have to hold it. Hold your, hold yeah, your yeah. thought. Now I have to I have to talk about this. Because those of you that have been watching the channel, you you remember when I saw this scene in the trailer, I said, what the fuck is this? I was like, oh, you ruined it. <laughs> I was like, why do we have, which I thought at the time was a little girl. Uh, why do we have a child teaching another child martial arts? This this does not look right. It didn't look right. And he's a ghost. It just looked really silly. Mm. But uh, when I watched the behind the scenes featurette, I got more excited, especially finding out that the movie is going to be rated R. Um, I was like, all right, you know what? It, it, the trailer, that scene in the trailer, I'm taking it out of context. Let me watch the movie and see how that scene plays out. And I'm, I'm here to say I'm perfectly fine with this scene. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, however, I kind of wanted it not to work. <laughs> I kind of wanted it not to work wow. later in the movie when he fights Hawk. I kind of wanted him to go do the shuffle forward, do the shuffle back, do the shuffle forward, and then he gets the slap. That's what I, I I'm gonna be honest. I mean, just to kind of get some suspense. You don't want everything to work out perfectly, right? I think that would have been hilarious, but um, that's that's just samurai guy. I have such a dark sense of humor. Well, it's fun. Well. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you, you you know you're correct. It was interesting, especially uh, some of the some of the 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 kid ghost, you know, telling them the the code combination. You know, he tried to sneak out. Uh, again, the, the the kid's performance was very very well done, very good. My only nitpick is every time he ran away for his life, whether it's from the grabber or from bullies. He looks like he's fucking laughing, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, great, good performance through the whole movie, but every time he's running away for his life, looks like he's smiling, he's laughing. He's about to get hit with some water balloons, okay? But I'm just goofing he's around. He's so here. young. He I'm has, just he goofing around. I'm it. just having fun. I'm just having fun. All right, let's keep talking about the movie. So, all right. So, obviously, trying to escape did not work out. And... Uh, she gets, the sister gets some more visions. 
She tells the cops right away. The cops believe her right away. Uh, she tells the cops what house uh, her brother is at. And um, we get our finale. Uh, she, she, she ends up showing up at the house. And the cops show up. And then we get to our finale. So before we get to our finale, the, I have to talk about my disappointment. Mm. Okay. So my disappointment is, and this is just me, everybody else seems to love the film, and they're giving it A-pluses and high scores, right? To me, everything's so well done. The direction, uh, the, the lighting, the performances, uh, everything I am enjoying. I, I like the story. But I feel like Blumhouse bitched out. When this was announced that it was going to be rated R. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You're having a horror movie with a whole bunch of kids and it's rated R in a modern day worldwide mainstream movie release. Mm. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You got what? You guys are going to have the balls to, 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 to show what I think you're going to show. And they bitched out. And I was kind of disappointed that uh, the movie was literally R rated because of cursing. And because there was kid on kid violence, kid on kid violence, uh, pa- uh, parent on child violence, right? Uh, and the 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 all of the essentially all of the deaths were after the fact. Yeah, there were after the fact deaths. You do see the ghosts, like right here. Here's a good shot, so you could see that right. they have been killed. Uh, but I really wanted to. I was entertained by the grabber, the performance of Hawk, but I wanted to hate him. And and how do you do that? You got to show the grabber fuck up some kids, okay? <laughs> I wanted to hate him. And keep in mind, these aren't like, not to make one child death any easier to stomach than another child no, no, death. No, 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 no. But these were like early preteens. These aren't like little five-year-old, six-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are Stranger Things season four kids. Right. You know, like right, Goonie, right. you know, Monster Squad age kids, where it's like, ah, eh, yeah. you know. Yeah, in the 80s would have done it. The 80s would have done it, is what I'm saying. We just watched a movie called Humanoids from the Deep, which was a hilarious B movie, and we enjoyed it. It was one of the one of the best creature feature B flicks we watched. Right in the beginning of the movie, kid gets pulled off a boat, blood everywhere, dead. That was in the beginning of the movie. Why? Because it's the fucking 80s. Okay. They bitched out here. Okay. And I, I I feel a little bit disappointed. And I'm willing to play their game. I'm willing to play their game okay you can't you don't want to get too graphic you don't want to disturb the casuals that are in the audience okay Mm. but here's the thing all you had to do okay is show brief quick shots or flashbacks of hawk you don't even have to you you don't even have to show hawk stab and maim and cut and all that stuff which i kind of would have been fine with that but <laughs> I want to hate. I want to hate the villain, right? I want to root for the kid, right? So anyway, all you had to do. I'm willing to play within your your wheelhouse, Blumhouse. All you had to do show Ethan show a quick flashback of Ethan Hawke doing a swipe and the kid going like this, and you don't really see anything, but you see blood splatter on the wall. Okay, I'm willing to at least play that route. I would have been fine with that, but. I just want to show this shot. There's advertisements going around, and this is what they showed. Okay? Bloodletting, you know? And this was like a poster they made, retro style. Bloodletting. I wanted to see some motherfucking bloodletting. Okay? I'm just saying, 
I was like, God damn it, they did bitch out. Oh well. At least the movie's good. <laughs> to where I can forgive uh certain things. But I just wanted to let you guys know up front, if you're going in for this, okay, you might be disappointed because I believe on screen you only have one kill. That the grabber does. Yeah. You see the grabber kill one person on screen. And yeah. that that it was a fun kill. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. And it wasn't a kid. And it wasn't a kid. Ah, see, they bitched out, right? And then we're gonna get to the the bullshit finale, which a lot of the, the audience loved. We kind of we kind of laughed which at. Which they were doing well. <laughs> right, they right. Were here doing we go. Very well. So let's just jump right into the finale here. Okay, so uh, the girl tells the cops it was Fred Krueger all along, and the cops are like, "Oh, we believe her. Let's go to the house and stop Fred Krueger." All right. So at this point, uh, earlier uh, Hawk is like getting impatient because uh, the grabber is getting impatient because the boy is not playing the game mm -hmm. like the other kids, and that kind of confused him. Especially, he kind of showed some intelligence. The grabber, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, what's your name? Earlier in the movie, you know, and he tells him, and the boy tells him a different name, he, and he goes, really? He throws a newspaper down on him, and it shows in there that he, you know, the the kid's missing and is what his real name is. So at this point, the grabber is frustrated. He's frustrated. He's like, all right, fuck this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna speed things up. But the grabber's brother lives upstairs and doesn't know it was his brother, right? Mm -hmm. Brother, okay, his brother lives upstairs and has he's just a cokehead a conspiracy guy too who has absolutely no idea i don't know how he doesn't know this is going on but he has no idea that in his own house below um all these kids are getting kidnapped and killed and buried across uh the street in another house underneath so he goes downstairs finds the kid there and of course, uh, he puts everything together because he's, right. he's a conspiracy. He's guy. a conspiracy guy, <laughs> and uh, Hawk's like, "Well, fuck this." Oh well, he comes down there, you know, chops him in the head, which was a nice, fun, little juicy kill. Uh, it didn't meet my bloodletting requirements, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, but it was nice to see more of Hawk's face, and you see Hawk kind of open up, and he's like, "You know what? Fuck you, kid. I'm not going to kill you easily like the other ones. I'm gonna." I'm gonna enjoy this. So he brings the dog down there. Well, I think one of my favorite lines that Hawk oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Brother, he was an idiot, but he was my idiot. That's the best line in the movie. He was an idiot, but he was my idiot when he's talking about his brother. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, so he brings the dog down there. The dog's still chained up, and then now we have our uh, finale uh, conclusion here. So go ahead. The the little girl, she's being led by the ghost to what they think is well what they think is the house where the boy is at. Mm. And so she's taking the police to what they think the, the house that the boy is at. Right. And so the police would have gotten there in time, mm -hmm. except surprise, surprise, oopsie daisy. They were actually being led to the house where the bodies were buried. So the police walk into this house and it's completely empty. It's abandoned. It's tattered. Now keep in mind, the police have already been to the brother's house questioning mm -hmm. the brother, but that didn't go anywhere. Right. And so they walk into this house and they're like, shit, there's nothing here. And then they go downstairs and they're like, oh, shit, this is where he's burying the bodies. So at least they've got the bodies at this point. Right. Now, meanwhile, across the street, all of the the, the ghost schemes and plans and plottings have culminated in these little traps being set. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is where we get our kind of throwdown. <laughs> the hawk hawk uh, falls down in the pit. 
that uh, the boy made. He fucks up his foot, so he can't really move. So Hawk is stuck. So he's actually wounded, which yeah. makes sense why a, a little 12-year-old, 13-year-old, however the hell old he is, right. would be able to, with his, his five minutes worth of martial arts training, <laughs> be able to actually... He takes the what was it the receiver of the phone? He had, yeah. Oh, he fills it with dirt. He fills the receiver of the phone with dirt so that it's heavy. Right. And so he uses a little. He does front, his... back front shuffle. Yeah. Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. and so he, he's he actually to... able to wail on Hawk at it least realistically yeah. because he's he's in a hole. He's busted his ankle. Can't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. So I'm, I, I, <laughs> but I'm enjoying all this up to this point. I'm like, all right, all right. This this is this is entertaining. Okay. But I kind of wanted to escalate any, you know, a little bit more. <laughs> but no, no, right, right after this, we got to give the, 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 the we got to give the theater the people who played being paid their hard earned money. But we didn't set up, we didn't set up the line. We didn't set up the line. Well, I was going to talk about it right now. Okay. But, but so anyway, so he ends up strangling him with the phone cord, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was the phone cord. He yeah. ends up strangling him, and he's on the other side. So he's like. Hawk's head, uh, the grabber's head's right here, and he's strangling Hawk like this. I didn't mind that, you know, right? I didn't mind him strangling him to death or whatever, right? I didn't mind that, but we got we got to got to give the theater a yay so, crowd pleaser moment. So, go ahead. go ahead. At the very beginning of the film, when we're first introduced <laughs> to the little boy, uh-huh. which I should have learned his name, but I'm it's fine. I'm a professional movie reviewer, so <laughs> I don't need to do shit like you that. You sound drunk. It's the caffeine. <laughs> um, no, so they're they're playing a, a baseball game, uh-huh. and the 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 main protagonist is a pitcher, and he almost strikes out this uh, victim, the who ends up being the first victim that we see. Right. And uh, but the last minute he's about to strike him out. The last minute he throws a pitch, and kid hits a home run, and he's like, ah, fuck. So the kid runs around, this wins kid. the game. Right. Runs around, wins the game. And uh, they're doing that bullshit thing that they make the kids do at the end. Good game, good game. When no- nobody really means it, you know. <laughs> I know from personal experience. And uh, <laughs> at the very end, um, yeah. uh, main kid and first victim kid go, "Hey, good game." And he's like, "Hey, your arm is mint." Yeah, that's what they, he tells the main the kid. kid, the kid he's he a was pitcher. a good pitcher. He almost had him. You yeah. almost had me. Yeah. Your, your arm is mint. Your arm is mint. So anybody got a mint? Right. So the kid goes off buggers off and you know gets murdered and so so when he first when the the very first phone call that he gets uh is the kid and that's how he knows that he's not i was like oh shit i know who you are because he's like your arm is mint when he's talking on the phone the ghost is telling him your arm is mint he doesn't remember what his name is because these ghosts always call in a state of remembering their deaths remembering vague details but they don't necessarily remember who they are anymore because that's like the first thing that they forget when they die they kind of forget their names Mm -hmm. So that's how the little boy knows that, oh, shit, I'm dealing with a real ghost. And I remember this kid. He disappeared. And, oh, shit, that's the kid that I, you know, your arm is mint. Yeah. Your arm is mint. Your your arm is mint. So. All right. So here we go. So we, I was enjoying the leg break. I was enjoying the beat down. And then the kid does the little swivel and uh, starts to choke him out with the uh, the phone cord. And then... Because his arm is mint. Which the ghost reiterates. Get it? The ghost says it again. Because his arm is mint. The little, the little, itty bitty little thing. The little, itty bitty little, 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 itty bitty, bitty, bitty thing. Completely Bruce Lee style breaks (laughs) the grabber's neck. Okay? I'm talking the choke out. I think I could buy the choke out. 
but he just straight goes, and just goes, just, just breaks the neck of the grabber. And I was like, bullshit. I don't care if it's an adrenaline rush, the adrenaline's kicking in. I was like, I don't know about that. All right. Mm. I, I liked it when he had his pin and he stabbed Hawk in the eye. Shake the motherfucker. Which I thought that's what uh, they little were, dudes can do some shanking. I thought that's where they were going. Yeah, shank. He he had this this little spaceship pin. Yeah, and they kept zooming in on it. Right, and it seemed like that was going to come more into play later. Yeah. And it would have made more sense if he had kept using. Yeah, that. he got him in the eye, and then I was th- maybe like cut Hawk right here, uh, grab the grabber right here, and slice it. Or, you know, slice it. But right. I guess we couldn't handle right? a little kid blood le- an adult bloodletting. Yeah, but his arm is meant yeah so it's okay yeah all right oh well (laughs) anyway (laughs) oh my goodness so anyway it's a crowd pleaser the crowd liked it which we'll get to in our next movie it's a crowd pleaser and the crowd liked it we're gonna get to that so anyway it's a nitpick it does not ruin the movie for us however I didn't mind the grabber dying. I wanted a more brutal death for the grabber. I think he deserved it. However, I would have preferred a summer of 84 ending. Those of you that have seen this movie, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Let me peek around the corner here so you can see my face. This ending, unfortunately, you left the room and you didn't finish the movie. This ending, this is how you end shit. This is the stuff where you're like, it's unsettling. Mm. Ooh, fuck. I would have preferred that. You know, give us a really gory, satisfying, samurai guy style death for our villain, or you give us this. That's enough of my nitpicks. So let's go ahead and uh, rate this movie. So overall, really enjoyed it. What are you giving yeah. uh, the Black Phone? I was... Yeah. Especially so- when you compare it to... A lot of the mainstream horror movie releases yeah. out there, seventy percent of the time, right. fucking suck. So I was, I was not like here. Okay, so my perspective, um, not really was I super hyped about this. I saw the, I, I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, Ethan Hawke doing a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I wasn't like super stoked about it, so I, it's not like my expectations were super high, is what I'm saying. Right. Even hearing it was rated R, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, we'll see. <laughs> so, I fell for it. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> when we finally went to see it, I, I I do like how well made it is. Yeah. I I do like that the the kid acting is very good. Not you, atrocious. You don't you don't it's it's hard to get. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. It's getting better these days though. Yeah. I noticed. It's mm-hmm. it is getting a lot better these days. Mm-hmm. I grew up on. Ooh, 80s and 90s woof <laughs> jesus um okay so uh you know the performances were all there mm-hmm. so that was kind of like so 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 what we have is a scale here okay you go to you go into a rated r horror film mm-hmm. horror uh thriller mm-hmm. which you think you're getting a lot of horror and you're like oh ooh, blood guts not necessarily yeah. guts but you're like ooh, let's get some let's get some carnage here right you don't get the carnage. One you kill. Get one kill to the head. And his it arm, was a nice kill. Yeah. But, was, you know, I enjoyed it. Better. But it was still nice to have. It was yeah. like, oh, thank yeah. you. And his arm is meant. You get that. Right. So you got that. <laughs> Goddamn arm. <laughs> Minty fresh. And so you got that. <laughs> and so you don't get what you want on that end of things. But what do you do? What do you actually get? You get a well-made film 
representing the decade that it's set in very, very well. Um, the plot's a little, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can follow. I, I can dig it. Okay. Interesting. No worries. Yeah. With good performances. Mm-hmm. So it balances out mm-hmm. slightly. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, I didn't get this, but I got this. So everything's even keel. So I didn't love it. Right. But it was like, I didn't hate it. I didn't hell fest it. I, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen other films that were equally as well made, but mm-hmm. I still didn't like them that mm-hmm. much. Right. Right. Um, right. This is no malignant, which we all know I fucking hate it. <laughs> and so, you know, um, I would give it a solid B. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, C is average on our channel. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I, re- I agree with you uh, in all those aspects. And if you're curious about our mal- malignant review, our hilarious malignant review, even if you love the movie, watch it anyway. You're going to have a good time laughing hysterically. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to give the black phone. Remember, C is average. I'm going to give the black phone a B. Ah. I think I agree with you. Everything balances out. Uh, directing, cinematography, performances, the, uh, they got the 70s right. Yes. They nailed the 70s right. And uh, is, Hawk is the man when he's on screen. Uh, I, I got I got I think it deserves a B. I really do. Um, and, you know, definitely go out and check it out, guys. If you're interested or curious uh, of anything we've said with the Black Phone, definitely go out and check it out. But just remember, Blumhouse, <laughs> everybody oh, in charge. Oh, what, what? something I forgot. Okay. There are jump scares. They're all used very well. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a uh, bagulathon. Right. This is not a, a jump scareathon, which we appreciated. Mm. Just a noise, mm-hmm. noise, just to wake up the audience. Anything, so that, that's any, a good one. That's any a good jump point. scare that is used in the film is used completely appropriately. Yeah. And it was like, nice. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm going to end it with this right here. Well, not the stream, but I'm going to end our review of the Black Phone right here. Future horror filmmakers, if you're making a slasher <laughs> that's rated R, you got to show uh, a little bit more than just one kill. And in the words of Kung Fu Santa himself, Rick Myers, show the fucking blood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The perfect way to end the review of the Black Phone. But yeah. It was a good movie. Definitely go check it out. But we we do have our nitpicks with it. All right. Now it's time to piss everybody off. Can I can you raise your glass? Oh, are we cheer are we cheersing to we're, it? We're giving a toast to the end of an era. <laughs> our time of enjoying Marvel films has officially come to an end. <laughs> we are we are we are celebrating and mourning at the same time the fact that we have now become too old to enjoy the Marvel films, and Marvel films have now become too young. For us to enjoy. Oh, so I didn't know where you were going with that. So, um, if any of you, <laughs> if any of you saw our uh, spoiler-free fresh out of the theater, oh shit, you know where I'm going with this. I'm not going to mince words. Now we're all gonna, <laughs> we're all gonna, we're all gonna be an, ad- we're all gonna be adults here. And if you don't want to be an adult, that's fine. Have at me. Yeah, Have at me. God. It's fine. I can, I can take oh. it. It's fine. I fucking oh. hated this movie. Oh. Now, I've already said that, but okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're talking Thor, Love, and Blunder now. Now, here's the thing okay. with, with this film. All right. The first the first five minutes or so are strictly devoted to Gore the God Butcher's backstory. Yeah. Uh-huh. And his backstory is very simple, very effective, and this should have been the foundation for one of the best 
most compelling villains we have had in the Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe since Thanos. In yes. my humble opinion. We haven't in, had one. In my opinion, yes. this should have been one of the best. Yes. He is this, this being. He's in the desert wasteland of his planet. He's got his dying daughter with him. And they're wandering through the desert. They've got no food. They've got no water. They are clearly, they're clearly in trouble. And he is praying to his God for help, for sustenance, not for him, but for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, he sees her, he's, he's holding her, she's dying and she basically dies in his arms. And, you know, you see him, he's buried his daughter. He's mourning her. He's crying over her. And I'm like, okay, I can dig this. Mm -hmm. This is, we're, we're, we're doing great. We're, uh -huh. we, this is, this is a good start guys. Yeah. And we then cut to him coming across the God that he was praying to. And yeah. it's suddenly a technicolor unicorn vomit dream coat. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, Thor Ragnarok started this. Uh -huh. It would not make sense for the yeah. look of this film to be any less gaudy and audacious than Thor Ragnarok. So right, I, right. the look of the movie doesn't bother me. Right, right. I'm just going to put that out there. The look of the film and how it's like Thor Ragnarok times 100 uh -huh. doesn't bother me. Okay. So he comes across this God and he's like, I've been praying to you. My daughter has died. I, we've been praying to you. My people are all dead. I'm the last one, but we never lost faith in you. And the right. God essentially laughs his ass <laughs> off at him and is like, bruh, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about the people. You can die for all I care. There's always going to be more worshipers for me. You don't matter in the slightest. I don't even know who you are, essentially. And you see Gore's face go from hopeful and full of faith to, oh, mm -hmm. my God, my whole life, my whole belief, everything I've ever thought of, of everything in my life has been a lie. And then the God, because I guess... He's a he's an omnipotent god, mm -hmm. and he thinks, "What is this mere mortal going to do?" Says, "Hey, that thing that's calling to you right there, because this this thing's been whispering in Gore's ear this whole time. That's what led him to the oasis where the god is." And he's like, "That thing that that called to you right there, yeah, that thing can kill me. I I just I just slayed the that that necro sword right there. I just killed the thing that was was holding on to that because it, that thing can kill me. Yeah. So you know, and it can kill gods." <laughs> So, but it's mine now. So, but you go off and you do whatever you want. <laughs> Stupid mortal. <laughs> and so what is, what is the, what does the mortal do? <laughs> Shank. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're, you're taunting him. Yeah. He just told you everything yeah. horrible that has ever happened to him. And he says, oh, by the way, that thing could kill me. <laughs> and at this point, I knew we were in trouble. Yeah. Because the, first of all, the, the mounds of expository dialogue we were getting from the God alone talking about, Oh yeah, that thing, that, that thing, that guy that was wielding, that thing could kill me and blah, blah, blah. And I was, yeah, yeah. Whoa, we need, Oh, wait, Whoa. You, yeah. You were, you, you, knew, were, you were, your concerns were starting. My concerns already. Okay. I went from, Ooh, solid foundation, solid story for a great villain to, Oh no, the pacing and the dialogue. Uh -huh. What happened in a matter of like two minutes? What happened? I'm like, Ooh, Okay. But okay, but we gotta we gotta get this, you know, we gotta get it's a Marvel movie. We gotta we gotta get into it. We gotta let we gotta get to know Gore and uh -huh. his story and everything. Uh -huh. And so hold on a second. Oh, okay. I'm gonna comment with this comment here. Okay. We have Cuppy Malik in the house. What's going on, brother? So he says, So even both of you Marvel fans cannot stomach Thor 4. Who would have thought? Have you been watching our channel? We don't love everything Marvel. Um 
Have, have you have you heard our reviews of the shitty MCU TV series on Disney Plus? <laughs> They're all garbage. Yeah, all of them. Yes. And uh, if you're curious and if you haven't seen it, check out our review of Captain Marvel. All right. So anyway, let's go ahead. Keep going. Anyway, so um, so the the credits start to roll. And I mean, the main, you know, the Marvel title sequence starts to roll after, you know, gore becomes uh -huh. because, oh, God. Oh, I forgot. So what? egregious. So he he kill he he goes and stabs uh, the god, and before he chops his head off, which is not as cool as it may sound, the god is literally looking at him because as he stabs him, the necro sword is like mm -hmm. starting to go into his veins. Yeah. And the god literally looks at him, and goes, "It's infecting you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no!" The audience is dumb. I'm like, oh no, they're explaining it to me. Yeah. Oh no, I'm five again. Oh Jesus, I can't <laughs> glean information from visual <laughs> stimulation. And Gore, of course, because you know Christian Bale, they're trying to give him some cool, cool dialogue. He goes, "Funny, I don't feel infected." <laughs> Shank, you know, you know, slice. So I'm like, oh, okay, 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 all right. I'm okay. Let okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. So. Then we get into probably what is the only <coughs> fun part of the movie that I actually had real legitimate fun with, mm -hmm. which was the Guardians of the Galaxy segment, which right. I also started the, noticing. The, the beginning, I, I I loved a lot. I was really enjoying I had fun with the beginning. Uh, hold your thought. Yeah. Hold your thought. I'm going to ask everybody right now in chat, let me know. And everybody that's watching after this is live, let me know in the comments. Now, I did not know with uh gore the god butcher which is a fucking badass mental name mm. unfortunately the movie didn't live, live up to what i wanted to see from him uh. i thought uh christian bale's look was fucking fucking metal yes. okay i love i loved his look uh -huh. but, but keep that in mind i did not know what the original character looks like so i want to let i want i want to know okay i'm curious let me know in chat or in the comments would you have preferred if they kept it comic book accurate and kept it faithful, would you have preferred this? So I heard a lot of defenses against this. They wanted to stay away from this because they thought he looked like Voldemort mm. and they didn't want another Voldemort. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just want to show him right here really quickly. I don't think the look was the problem. No, no, no. I just, I'm just talking about the aesthetic. Yeah. I just I want, I want to know. I want to know from you guys. Cause remember, I didn't know he looked like this. Mm-hmm. I liked his look in the movie, mm -hmm. but now that I see he looks like this, it's very interesting. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, but yeah, let me know. This is just, this was just a side question to all the badasses watching right now. Okay, back to your uh, film, the beginning. Well, okay. Gardens of Galaxy. So we start off with he who is better in small doses, uh, Korg. Yes. Um, talking about Thor's backstory and where he's come. And you know what he's doing and why he's with Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're showing all these adventures, like hinting at adventures and showing him in various stages that we haven't seen him in yet. And you get to the Guardians of the Galaxy actual segment where they're fighting on this planet, yeah, and they're fighting these goofy-looking aliens that reminded us both of the the Wild Gang from the Wild Thing Gang from uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was um, enjoying those aliens. I like that design. That yeah, was fun. That whole scene was pretty much it, it was it was a really fun opening yeah and it was it was a lot of fun to watch yeah um korg had his had, had his little you know yeah uh, was it monologue yeah yeah uh, he was, he was, talking about thor the space viking uh you know going from from dead bud 
uh, to God bod, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was cool seeing Thor with the Guardians and um, the beginning opening action sequence. I thought was a lot of fun. I thought it was badass, um, especially with Welcome to the Jungle Plan. I enjoy that song. So I, I liked the opening. I thought we had promised, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I was starting to kind of find a little bit of issue with some of the humor and all Marvel movies have had this. I've had this issue with Marvel movies. Not all of the humor is going to hit uh-huh. all of the time. Right. But I was noticing that almost every single line of dialogue was a joke. Like almost every single thing that was being said was in an attempt to get a laugh out of you. And yeah. when you, I think when the more jokes you put in, the less likely you're going to get a laugh out of all of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I was noticing was just like everything was so jokey yeah. and not everything was hitting for me. So I was like, well, I mean, OK, well, we'll see where this going. There's, there's a lot of visual stuff going on. So action wise, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Well, it was like here is like Thor Ragnarok had jokes. But there were scenes in 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 you know in between the jokes throughout the movie that kind of gave you time to breathe a little. Yeah. This movie, right? The jokes got turned up to eleven. <laughs> if, if the jokes were a five on yeah. Thor Ragnarok, the jokes in this were turned up to eleven. Right. And it was getting all my and fucking nerves. For me personally, the most of the jokes for me personally. Yeah. I didn't find most of them funny. Some of them were funny for me. We, there's, there's, but some of them I was like, ah. The jokes were coming. Some <laughs> of the jokes. That was my were... reaction inside. I was like, ah, I don't. Ah. That was my reaction. Some yeah, of the ahead. jokes that they they kept doing over and over again because it was a running gag. Well, it was it was cute the first time, but a running gag has to be funny. It has to hit hard and it has to be hilarious. Yeah, the it's got to be funny for know. it to be a successful running gag. Right. But when the joke is kind of mildly funny at the beginning, Stop. and then you keep doing yeah. it throughout the film, well, then yeah. it's just annoying. Stop. And so, anyway. Speaking of, <laughs> hey, if you love, if, get get used to this sound, baby, because it's throughout the movie. <laughs> um. So something. Okay. So the movie, you know, he. Thor realizes that something is missing in his life. Yeah. They start talking about Jane some more mm-hmm. and how, you know, they they separated. We see all of this this activity that presumably would have happened between Thor the Dark World and Avengers Age of Ultron that yeah. we obviously never saw. And we see that they were in this relationship. Everything was great at first, but then they just had all these, they had different priorities because they live very different lives. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jane's this brilliant, brilliant, you know, scientist astrophysicist whatever the hell she is she's like this brilliant such and such that has her own like obsessive you know way about doing things and living her life and everything that she does is important to her and thor obviously is an avenger and he has to go off and save universes and worlds and people and blah 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 and they just could not come together and obviously that just drove them apart and they split up and so he starts thinking about her more and he just starts thinking about how he's missing stuff in his life and so he decides he's going to leave the guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. And he ends up going back to uh, he ends up going back to Earth and to New Asgard, and we see where they're at, and it's fine. You know, yeah. they're kind of like a tourist attraction now. <laughs> uh, King Valkyrie, yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's modern, it's modern, and she has to be a king. Mm-hmm. She has to be a king. Uh, she's doing Old Spice commercials because it's funny, and. Um, and so speaking of funny, oh speaking of funny. <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, so, you know, 
everything's going okay. And then we, we actually see where Jane is at. We find out Jane has an aggressive stage four cancer of some sort. And she, she's in chemo and you can obviously tell that she doesn't give a shit about being on chemo. She wants to be doing something else because she's always on the go. She always yeah. wants to be doing something more important. And she just doesn't see this as a big deal, even right. though it's kind of like a, you know, not a denial necessarily, but kind of, it's like, I don't care. Cause I, I got, I got too many things to do before I die sort of situation. And so she ends up going back to her place after chemo and suddenly she gets drawn to this, <laughs> this Viking, this Norse mythology book, and she sees that Mjolnir might have healing properties, mm -hmm. sort of. And so she decides to go to New Asgard. Because the scientific way has failed her at this point. So she's like desperate. Right. And so she goes there. They're giving a tour. She she She's in this tour of seeing the shards of Mjolnir. And she stays behind. And all of a sudden, the shards just form together. And boom, we got our not Lady Thor. If you can't call me Mighty Thor, then call me Dr. Jane Foster. Her words, not mine. And um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So come to find out later on. Now, it kind of seems like maybe in the comic books, it was her her wanting to persevere that Mjolnir. Because I obviously... I think I think Thor lost his ability to wield the hammer. I, I remember reading something that mm -hmm. his uh, there, there was some comic book situation where he lost his ability and she gained the ability. She did have cancer. She was sick. Right. And Mjolnir chose her for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because it deemed her worthy or whatever. But in this she movie, was she was willing to. Uh, she didn't care about her well-being. Right. She but, wasn't using Mjolnir to to heal herself. Is what I kind of got. She was this, using it to help people despite her physical condition, which me not familiar with the comic book or anything like that. Yeah, that sounds way more interesting than love. Yeah. So in this movie, love made one, it happen. At one point in the flashback sequence, you see Thor whisper to Mjolnir, "Whatever happens to me, protect Jane Foster." And this new rune symbol appears mm -hmm. on Mjolnir and so I guess because Thor made a love wish <laughs> even though Mjolnir is now in shards it has nothing to do with Jane it, it has everything to do with Thor wanting to protect her because he loves her because of love because yeah. of love, love. <laughs> anyway I'll never do that on camera again and so I guess that's why it called to her because it wanted to protect her. But here's like the it, problem with that. Here's the problem with that. Okay. You just writ yourself, you just wrote yourself a lovely little plot hole. You you said that Thor wants to protect her, and so he tells Mjolnir, whatever you do, protect her. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in the process of this version story, because this is not the comic book version story, in this story. Mjolnir, every time it transforms Jane into Thor, mm -hmm. it cancels out all of the chemo that she's going through. And so all of the treatment, even though she's in stage four and she's probably not going to make it anyway, all of the treatment that she's been pumping into her body has now been excised. And so every time she uses Mjolnir, she's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm -hmm. So um, Mjolnir, you're not protecting her. You're actually killing her. Yeah. So it's like, um, you guys, you wrote this. 
nitpick. Sure. Whatever. And so, you know, you get the moment where him and her meet and they're fine. Their chemistry was always okay. It wasn't like my favorite part of, of the Thor franchise. And to be quite frank, I didn't really care I don't have anything against Natalie Portman as an actress. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say that. It's not that I hate Natalie Portman as we an actress. We loved her in v, uh, Ven, uh, v for Vendetta yeah. and Black Swan. And The Professional. And, yeah, yeah, Black Swan and all that. She's she's a good actor. But as Thor, she was always serviceable. That was always the That's always kind of been the problem with these love interests. I mean, as Jane. And as Jane. Yeah, in, yeah, in the Thor films, she was always serviceable. And that's the problem with the Marvel films for the longest time the love interests were always serviceable. They were never really anything dynamic and they still kind of suffer from that to this day. It's either they're just serviceable or you end up with Ant-Man and the Wasp where the lady is kind of more competent than the superhero. You know, the Wasp is clearly the smart one. You know, Mm -hmm. her, her character is obviously the smarter one. The, she's the one that knew the technology. She was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, Anyway, so I was never really like when I found out she was coming back, I was like, she bounced on she bounced after Thor the Dark World because she was pissed off that they ditched the director for the second film. Right. And she just didn't want anything more to do with the franchise. So she wants to come back for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So who cares if she's coming back? Like, big deal. It's like, sis. okay, so we're doing the Jane Foster cancer storyline. Okay, cool. I don't have any connection to it. But now- I, I want to know. I want to know from all you guys. Let me know in chat and let us know in the comments. I want to know. Don't be biased. I want you to be honest. I want to know, were you guys that were huge fans of the Jane Foster comic book story and how they developed that character in the comic books, were you satisfied with what they did with Jane in this movie? I I, I literally want to know if you were satisfied. And to uh, comment on this comment here, what's going on, Reza? How you doing, brother? Uh, he goes, uh, well, after she was killed by love in a now Disney franchise, it is fair that she was saved by love in another Disney franchise before getting killed again. So uh, I'm going to jump forward a little bit here, and then we'll we'll still lead up to that. Um, I was surprised they did kill her, but we didn't care at the same time. I think it's bullshit because it's Disney. Well, she, she's coming back. She okay, okay. She's Here's coming the back. Deal. Here's the deal. Okay. In the comic book world because in the comic book world nobody can stay dead. In the comic book world, she does die, but she she goes to Valhalla but she ends up getting brought back as a Valkyrie. Okay. So, there's always She's a, coming back. So, she, Jane is at not the dead. End of this movie, she meets uh Heimdall Heimdall at the end in Valhalla. Right. All right, we so, have a comment here. Eric says Jane's story was not handled well in this movie to me. Okay, there you go. So, okay, now here's okay. I'm just gonna okay, fuck this. So if you've seen the movie, you know the plot, the whatever, fuck. Here was my one of my biggest problems, and this goes back to the comedy in this movie. Yeah. When you've got a movie that is clamoring, literally clamoring, and just running all over itself, trying to make you laugh, literally every other line of dialogue. When you have a villain that starts off with the death of his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then you have a protagonist who is in the middle of stage four cancer and is going to die eventually because she's using this new ability that is helping her fight and helping her protect people mm-hmm. and helping her, you know, live longer, but then also killing her at the same time. Those are kind of serious storylines. Those are kind of serious beats and they're completely undercut by 
all of the humor that this movie is trying to throw at you. Yeah. And I could not get into either of those serious elements. So you've got. And keep in mind, keep in mind, I'm going to remind everyone who, those who have not watched our other out of the theater video, mm. we love Thor Ragnarok. We're yeah. big Taika Waititi fans, yeah. but we're not sellouts either. Yeah. You know, and again, the comedy level was turned up to five in Thor Ragnarok. This movie was turned up to 11 and it was getting on my goddamn nerves. Go ahead. Right. So you've got, you've got Gore's storyline who he, he figures out that, uh, uh, fucking, um, Thor's, oh God, his axe. What? His axe. His fucking Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what can open up the Bifrost to lead them to this sudden MacGuffin that can make a wish. The, which, en- the entity. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. If everybody <laughs> knew this existed. Sif knew this existed. Thor knew this existed. All of the Asgardians knew that this entity uh-huh. that could make a wish. If you go there, yeah. you can make a wish for anything you want. Right. That would have been really nice to have used in the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War films. <laughs> Well, not just that. What about on the villain side? Well, Thanos, fuck, trying to get all the gems. Just go to the, just go to the entity and wish it. Either or, <laughs> if we knew, yeah. if we knew that this could happen, if if we knew that this thing was out there, yeah, this would have been a nice thing to have gone for. Anyway, um, so he he figures out that Stormbreaker can you know blah blah blah. So he wants to he goes to. He goes to a uh, new uh, Asgard. Asgard to get Stormbreaker. Right. Well, he can't get a hold of it because they fight him off. So what does he do? He kidnaps all the chillins and all the baby Asgardians. Right. Oh boy. And okay. my nightmare officially begins. <laughs> and so he he takes them to this shadow realm planet. Right. And which waits, I kind of like like the look of that. And waits for Valkyrie and Thor and, it's, yeah, and bait. other They're Thor bait. and other Thor yeah. to come get him. Yeah. And in the meantime, we have this running gag where Stormbreaker is jealous <laughs> because Thor keeps wanting to get Mjolnir back. Right. And Stormbreaker keeps getting jealous about it. And okay. Fine. That was the first time that brought a that brought a chuckle. Right. The first time Stormbreaker's like, what the fuck, motherfucker? And kind of comes in. Mm. I chuckled at it. But again, going to some of the gags, you know, like you were saying, if they're not ridiculously hilarious the first time, yeah. stop reusing it. Yeah. Because it just gets tiresome. That right. is a good example. So and hold on. Okay. That's a good example. And Yes. I'm, I'm enjoying that more now here yeah. <laughs> than in the goddamn movie. It's helpful that, okay, we, go ahead. It's helpful that we can't hear it. Go ahead. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so they're 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 going to the planet to get back the kids and all that. And again, uh-huh. you know, we're going now. We have this really heavy scene where you know Jane eventually admits to Thor, "Hey, I'm sick. I've got cancer and blah blah blah." And Thor has to come to grips with the fact that she's you know possibly dying and then later on in the movie you find out that if she uses Mjolnir one more time it's going to kill her and you know all this heavy stuff going on and I I I can't I just can't I can't take it seriously you've got screaming goats you've got 
bad kid actors again it still exists unlike unlike the black phone right because yeah heimdall's son is in this and he's not that great he's <laughs> what, what was your what would i want i want your honest opinion what yeah. was your what did, how did you feel inside uh-huh. when heimdall's son's head appeared floating in the movie and he's trying to communicate with thor's uh uh yeah spiritually or whatever the fuck disney what yeah that's what i thought it's disney i, I something inside me was like curdling <laughs> like i was just yeah. like oh oh no what is happening here <laughs> yeah <laughs> go ahead yeah and then i'll get to my bitches but yeah go ahead so you know we we've got again we're, we're going back to this and we we go we're, we're going back and forth to oh thor finding out that she's sick and she's dying and it's really affecting him and in another story in a better, more well-told, more more focused plot, I potentially, even though I never gave a shit about Jane Foster, uh-huh. I potentially could have given a shit about this. Yeah, I potentially could have cared. Oh yeah. In the same yeah. way that in a better film, mm-hmm. Gore could have been one of the best MCU villains that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the two don't mix. The nope. tone of this movie, it's 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 literally like putting. It's it's like putting sprinkles on on a, a shit cake. It's just it it doesn't make it taste any better. Yeah, it's just two totally different things. It just don't go together. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, by the time we got to the end, when you know Jane makes the decision to help Thor, because uh-huh. you know Thor's like, no, you can't come with me anymore because you're gonna die. And he he faces off with Gore, and then we get that god awful fucking ending. And here's where I I I'm I mean it when I say I'm officially. I'm officially too old for this movie. I'm officially too old for this for this series for 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 Disney Marvel. Disney has completely taken over the Marvel. Yeah. And this was our fear. Yeah. Ever since Disney took over Marvel years ago. Yeah. We were like I hope it doesn't become what we think it's going to eventually become. And for a while, and along the way, we did enjoy some movies here and there. Well, we were doing really uh, well because they've had it for a while. Yeah, but yeah, this is before all the series came out, and right. you know, because Infinity War and 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 Endgame, they were still under the Disney umbrella, mm-hmm. so they were mm-hmm. still. But we had a better, more serious tone. Yeah, we didn't have a finale marred by children. Now I want to tell you, I want to, I want you to keep in mind that these kids have been scared shitless. They've been wetting their fucking pants this whole movie because Gore has been taunting them. He's had them locked up in this cage in the Shadow Realm, and he's been taunting them and scaring the shit out of them. This his... is going to hurt. Yes, yes, and he. So they've been scared, being like, "Thor, are you gonna do anything? You're gonna fucking save us already?" And so by the time Thor actually finds them. <laughs> He should be like, hey, let me open up the Bifrost and get you the fuck out of here. But because there's like a billion baddies running around because Gore's got these little phantom, you know, shadow eye, whatever things, you know, that can go after you and kill you, whatever. He tells all of the children, the children to pick up makeshift weapons and I will temporarily imbue you with the power of my my magic my abilities yeah yeah so he gives them his power and the end finale is marred <clears throat> with little children fighting yes which i'm sorry if you find that shit cute <laughs> then this movie is for you yeah i personally yeah. can't stand cutesy if, shit like that if i was a kid i probably would have i probably would have liked the scene it's i'm not i'm not lying i'm it's, not gonna lie it's possible. i probably would have liked that scene. but this clearly was not made for me this movie right. was clearly not made for me, despite a lot of the tones being similar to Ragnarok. But Ragnarok didn't have a finale ruined by 20 
little children and having to have close-ups of their war faces. I don't find that cute. I don't find that entertaining. Yeah. This movie was clearly not for me, but how was I supposed to know that? Because up until then, we've never had little children ruining Marvel films before. Yeah. I should have known better because the Disney the Disney Plus Marvel series, the right. Disney Marvel Plus series, have uh -huh. been getting ruined by shit like that. Cutesy right. little shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, shame on me. Right. Shame right. on me. <laughs> but, so... Again, tonally, this movie was a fucking travesty. Mm -hmm. The story was so unfocused that things that should have been really good and hard hitting, or at least, you know, hey, I get I get what you're doing there. Right. Completely ruined. The humor was trash. A friend of mine said this was like a bad SNL sketch. Yeah. And what you didn't like when Korg had his had his boyfriend at the end and it was named Dwayne? I get was, it i i i was get it i was what about when korg met up with his god he said he said he sat on the game of thrones thing made out of scissors get it it's funny okay you know when korg almost died when i thought korg died for a second i was like oh thank fucking god he's gone and i like and then his fucking like, head comes back and he ruins the rest of the fucking movie. i'm like god damn it God damn it! You had it! You had yeah. one good thing going for you and you fucking ruined it. All right. Can I can I take over now? Yes, a little bit? please. Okay. All right. So now it's my turn for the nitpicks. And a lot of a lot of the nitpicks I have, she said already. So again, keep in mind, keep in mind, I'm gonna repeat this again one more time. Huge Taika Waititi fans. Really, really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. It was nice to see something different. I see people, I, I get the complaints of why people didn't like Thor Ragnarok. I get it. They didn't want to see Thor go comedy. I didn't mind it because it was something different and the movie was really fun. And you could see shades of Big Trouble Little China in there. You could see shades of Flash Gordon in there. And it was a fun movie. But you notice Taika Waititi, as far as I know, as far as I know, I might be wrong, hasn't sequeled anything. Mm -hmm. You notice that? And, you know, we, for example, we really love Jojo Rabbit. That's a great movie. Can you imagine a sequel to Jojo Rabbit? And I think that's what this movie is. Mm -hmm. I think Waititi coming in, lending his direction style and his comedic talents for, for one project at a time works. I think it works. Um, and this was just, it was overdone. It was like he, he, uh, <laughs> what is it? He overly YTT'd. Mm, he went full YTT. He went full YTT. Yeah. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. You know what the same, you know what I have? I know I have the same vibe for the Kingsman. Mm. Same, same feeling and vibe. The first Kingsman, we absolutely loved it. Came out of nowhere. Completely surprised us. Mm. We were like, wow, because saw the trailer. The trailer looked like shit. Saw the movie. Loved the Kingsman. Mm. Uh the director of the Kingsman swore to never sequel his his projects. Money Talks and Bullshit Walks. He sequeled The Kingsman, and look at, we got Elton John doing martial arts and wire foo. He overly bond. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So this is my, even though I really loved the beginning, I, I was I was having a blast. I was really having so much fun. And the, 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 the small little glimpses of adventures of, with the Guardians of Galaxy were fun. But I was disappointed, I'll be honest. Like, at the Avengers Endgame sets up a future adventure with Thor teaming up with Guardians of the Galaxy. 
I was excited about that prospect, right? How fun that would be. Now, I know Guardians of the Galaxy is getting their own movie later. I know this is a Thor movie. But I kind of wanted some kind of at least mini-adventure. And we don't get it. We get little montages of of them together. And that was kind of disappointing to me. You know, I was really disappointed with that. I was just like, oh, okay, well, then that happened. He might as well not even join the group. I would have thought it would have been cool to have the Guardians of the Galaxy team up with them to fight Gore a little bit. How cool of that? That would have been a lot of fun. But no, they made their appearance and then they're gone. So I'm disappointed with that because I wanted this. Avengers Endgame sets it up and we don't get it. Uh, Jane is fine. Jane is fine. Uh, she didn't really bother me that much. She's okay. Uh, again, I'm not really invested with her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane as a character or Jane as Thor, she's just kind of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, you could take it or leave it. Um, but this is the man right here. This is the motherfucking man. And I loved his look in the movie. You know, like I said earlier, I didn't know what he looked like in the comic books. Um, but the shadow realm action sequence, I enjoyed, uh, for the most part, because visually it looked interesting. Um, and we didn't have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of kids getting in the way of the fight. (laughs) So it was solid. Yeah. All this stuff right here when, with Zeus's uh, lightning bolt was solid. It was solid action with some very interesting visuals. Sumo? I will give the movie that. God damn you, Sumo. Why T.T. will be directing the Thor 5. <laughs> this guy. Um, now, I want you to be honest. What do you what do you think of uh, Tessa here as Valkyrie? What do you think of the Valkyrie character? Uh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be really honest about Tessa Thompson. Okay, I, I think she's gorgeous. Okay, she's beautiful, but I, 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 I feel like she just shows up to say lines. Okay, and that's it. And that's it. I don't think Valkyrie in this movie was really meant to be anything much i think that was her that was her gig in the last movie right 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 you right. know you needed to find out who her backstory was mm-hmm. um yeah. but she's kind of just there to look pretty and not do much right right and she doesn't she, had, she doesn't do anything like like her 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 acting is just she's always just attitude right that's her acting style is attitude i like i like to see her fight uh even though the fight the fights in the movie with her as they as it wasn't like they were mind blowing like they said they were they were solid action yeah um but i, I like her as a fighter more than a character but th- i'm gonna be honest this scene right here when <laughs> they say are you packed and she pulls out the grenade uh that jane thinks is a grenade and then she starts playing mary j blige and they start dancing like this i wanted to fucking kill myself <laughs> i was in the theater like Uh, have you guys seen one of the greatest action over the top action movies of all time hard target remember throughout that movie lance henriksen would constantly do this Ah! that's how i felt throughout the movie you know that was my god (laughs) play mary j blige that's how i was feeling throughout the whole movie Let's run this fucking joke uh, into the ground. <laughs> ah! So anyway, back to my nitpicks. Uh, I did enjoy uh, this scene. Visually, I did enjoy it. 
Um, at this point, I was kind of checking out when they got to Zeus, when they got to Zeus's lair, I was kind of checking out a little bit. So a lot of people loved Russell Crowe as Zeus. They loved his performance. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck is this garbage, right? What the fuck was he doing? Mm. I enjoyed Russell Crowe and his adorable little accent. Uh, <laughs> Petitioned to have Russell Crowe play Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, well, Star-Lord's got that already. No, fuck it. Petition. Come no. on, petitions always work. Yeah, have, have, uh, Russell Crowe is Mario. Let's go. Hashtag. Uh, I enjoyed him being goofy and kind of you know, having this huge ego. But I think because I was slowly checking out of the movie, yeah. I was grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. I was just like, give me something. Uh, give me, I need something. Because up to this point, you know, like we said earlier, out of the theater review, what is, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this movie? What's wrong? And at this point, when Zeus came up and he was all dainty, you know, he's all like flexing. And then he goes down the steps and he t- picks up his little skirt. Yeah. And he goes down there all dainty. Yeah. I found that to be enjoy, you know, enjoyable, but I'm, I think I'm doing this. I'm trying to find uh, something entertaining. You know that fight they had uh, on that uh, stage? Mm. That reminded me of Flash Gordon. Mm. That whole circular-looking stage when Flash Gordon fought Timothy Dalton's character. Um, again, the action there, solid. Nothing amazing, but, you know, watchable. Mm. Uh, nothing that made me mad. Um, but let's go ahead and get to, to the finale for me. Again, kind of what she said earlier. Gore. Gore. The motherfucking God Butcher. Not familiar with the character. When I heard that that was Christian Bale's character name, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is fucking metal. This is amazing. Gore. The God motherfucking butcher. Who doesn't butcher any fucking gods in this movie. What the fuck? What are you doing, movie? What are you doing? And I'm sick and tired of this after the math shit. Stop doing this. Moon Knight. He wakes up. Oh, there's a whole bunch of bodies around with blood everywhere, but you didn't see the goddamn fight. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Earlier in the movie, when you were looking at the screens and there's chaos over here and there's chaos over there, I guess I guess he's doing some God butchering. Would be nice to see the fucking God butchering. It would be nice. You don't fucking see it, man. Because, you know, we don't have time for any God butchering scenes. No badass God butcher in season. We don't have time for that because we got to make time for this. Okay. Now you can see Samurai Guy's disappointment, right? Right? I want to see this badass fucking metal, black metal looking uh, dude who has the motivation that we can get behind. I want to see him fuck some people up. Oh, no, we don't have time for that. And apparently, guess what, guys? I heard there's like two more hours of footage out there, and there's tons of extra God the Butcher scenes and Christian Bale scenes out there somewhere. But no, no, we got to cut that shit to get more butts in the seats for the butts in the seats for the theater. So fuck you. Fuck you, movie. 
Seriously. Two more extra hours out there, apparently. What the fuck? So you can understand. Now, can you go in there? I want to see the good guys fight the bad guys, get some chuckles, and then bounce, and I'm good. You can enjoy this movie. A lot of people do. Have you guys noticed the uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score? Huge. I'm to be for for this movie. I'm to be rating is in the seven, upper seventies. Upper seventies. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes high eighties percents. A lot of people love this movie, and I think that's great. But you have to understand our perspective, and we can agree to disagree. It's fine that you guys love the film. There's nothing wrong with that. We want you guys to enjoy movies. This is a movie channel. This is the this is the point of the channels to talk about film. Mm-hmm. But you can understand Samurai Guy getting impatient. And we're spending so much time with fucking goat screaming, Korg cringing, stormbreakering, fucking uh, lovey-dovey shit, all right? Floating kid heads. Uh, I'm sorry. Where's our fucking villain? Mm. For a second, I, I forgot he was in the goddamn movie. Mm. I forgot he was in this movie until he showed up for the third act. Mm. And then when he finally showed up, I was like, okay, thank God. Something interesting is happening. But when you have someone with a with a badass metal name, Thor, excuse me, Gore, Korg, whatever the fuck, the God Butcher, Gore the God Butcher, and you don't see him butchering. Korg the movie butcher. Korg the movie, was it? The movie butcher. Kor, Korg, Korg the Korg movie, movie butcher. butcher. You can understand why I'm kind of annoyed, especially at finding out about all this extra Christian Bale footage that got cut, Okay. Pissed off. Stop doing that. Okay. Stop doing that. So now, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. There's a lot of haters for Thor Ragnarok. That's fine. I understand it. We love it. It's fine. But I remember scenes. I remember action set pieces. They're memorable. No one's gonna forget whether you love the movie or not. You're not gonna forget Thor versus the Hulk in a gladiator fight. You're not going to forget Loki teaming up with Thor, throwing knives, gun blazing. You're not going to forget Thor with that badass Led Zeppelin song, doing his lightning attacks, fucking up the army. You're not going to forget Hela killing the Warriors 3 and and fucking things up. You're not going to forget Carl Urban slowly jumping out of the fucking ship, slow motion, double rifle gun blazing. You see what I'm talking about? Hulk fighting the wolf. The god, the, the the wolf god. You remember this? There's not one memorable action sequence in this film. And even though I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the the opening action sequence with the Van Dam shout out. It was fun. But other than that, everything else is very standard, average action. So when you have Gore, the God Butcher versus Thor. At the end for the climax, I was like, "Okay, here we go! God damn it, movie! You all right? I'm ready. I'm willing to give you a chance, movie. Let's go, let's fucking go! All right, let's do this. Thor's gonna fight Gore. It's gonna be a fucking epic showdown. Let's go!" And I hate to say this, by the time this fight was over, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but Thor versus fucking Malekith was better. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I'd rather watch Thor The Dark World than this fucking whatever the fuck this is. Mm. 
Because at least Thor versus Malekith felt like there was weight to it. At least there was creativity in there. They're going through all these portals, fighting as they're falling. What the? No, guess what we had? Every time I was trying to slowly get into their combat, because I liked the way the fight was filmed for the most part. And even when Jane showed up at the end, I, I was like, okay, the camera work and the fight choreography, it's not bad. I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm trying to get into this. I like the movement of the fight. But like she said earlier, every time I'm getting into, I'm sorry, the finale fight, I'm trying to get into it. Oh, let's cut to all the kids with the fucking, fucking Teddy Ruxpin attacks. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin attacks does not mix with this, with this motherfucker. Do you, are you understanding from our perspective why we were disappointed, right? I I would say irritated more at this point. Well, both. I think I think my irritation at this point was way more than my my disappointment because when I saw the trailer, yeah, the teaser, the first teaser that I saw, I said this teaser looks like shit. The teaser was shit for this film. Yeah, and the trailer was just like, yeah, it 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 looked like oh, okay. Okay. So I wasn't yeah. really like, I was dubious going into this mm-hmm. and I was first willing to give this movie the benefit of the doubt of being, Oh, it's a stupid movie, but it's fun. I yeah. want you to keep in I mind. I went in for fun. Look at my trailer reactions. I was I like, I just you, want to be entertained. I want you to keep in mind the level of dumb fun. I am willing to, I'm willing to accept triple X, the return of Xander cage. <laughs> Garbage. Ram- rampage. Go, the yeah. rock the rocks rampage good he's, he's got he's got a gorilla that grows to yeah. a giant proportion and they fight in the city and the, yeah. the, the it, rampage there's a level of good bad that uh, we enjoy um uh there's another one i had i had in the back of my head and i can't remember it now but yeah. that's the type of garbage fun garbage yeah i'm willing to actually put up with oh yeah. aquaman yeah fun trash yeah fun stupid fun <laughs> i was willing to give this movie the benefit of that doubt yeah. And better then, combat in Aquaman. Yeah. Better hand-to-hand combat. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And I, I think Thor Dark World is not like the top tier of Marvel movies. No. But if you have Disney Plus, go back and watch it after you watch this. You may look at it a little differently. Look at the fight choreography and all the action scenes. Look at the action set pieces. It's kind of better than this fucking movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean it's a better movie than this. But I'd, you know what? No, it is better. Fuck it. I'm saying it right now. I don't give a shit. It's my goddamn channel. (laughs) Thor Dark World is better than this fucking. Hold on. Thor Dark World is better than this. (laughs) There, I said it. Is there anything else before we rate this, some bitch? Uh, I, I think we've kind of gotten into just about everything. Um, yeah, like I said, for as boring and as vanilla as Thor: The Dark World always has was it been, one of the worst villains ever. Vanilla, still better fight. It still had Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, it still had Loki. It still had Thor and Loki together. Yeah, which is always which is always a great combination. Loki is a saving grace for for Dark World. Right. I'm telling you, right. Yeah, there was, you know, you, you still have at least have that. Mm-hmm. And from a storytelling linear point A to point B to point C, beginning, middle and end perspective, it's at least cohesive. And the tone 
is very level. The tone all fits together. I'm not saying it's a great film. It's not. Thor right. The Dark World is not There's a problems. great film. It's, it's bland. <laughs> it's vanilla. Yeah. It's a very vanilla Marvel film. It's a very pre- Captain America Winter Soldier where I'd rather opinion, watch I'd rather watch Iron Man 2. Winter Soldier I'd rather watch Iron Man 2 over this. Winter Soldier was the movie that really snapped things into place for me. Yeah. Where everything was going along, you know, you had your trips and stumbles. Iron Man was great. Iron Man 2 was disappointing for me. Iron Man 3, I can never watch it again. Um, the first Avengers. I'd rather watch Iron Man 3 over this. The first Avengers, a lot of fun, but you go back and watch it and it's hard to watch now because it looks like a it looks like a TV movie. Um, and then you had Thor, which was a good origin story. The first Captain America, really good origin story, but it's very, it's very basic. It's very beginning of the, of the saga. And then yeah. you have Thor, the dark world, very vanilla, very blend. And then you have Captain America, which is like, Oh, big boy pants. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my awakening. That's like, that's where you winter really, soldier. Yeah. The winter soldier is mm -hmm. where you really get into like, Oh, now we're, now we're playing with adult films here. <laughs> Now we're playing with the, uh, you know, we're, this is where we're really getting into it. It's okay to have stuff for everyone. Yeah. And, but, but. we still. <laughs> There's a limit though. You know, and, and that's why when it, when it came to Ragnarok, yeah. I didn't mind because Thor was never really known for being super loud and super colorful, but you always had that when you went to Asgard, it was very otherworldly as it should be. Yeah. And you never really. I liked the first Thor. At least Thor. in the dark world, you stayed yeah. in Asgard a lot more. Yeah. The first movie, you were stuck on Earth. You were planted there and you yeah. had to stay there. But at least in Thor the Dark World, you actually got to see a lot more of Asgard. You yes. You see more of the world and all that. Yes. And in the Fuck third, Earth. And in the third movie, by the third, <laughs> by Thor Ragnarok, we had seen the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so we had known, we had already known that there the was a cosmic all this universe. Other, there was, yes. stuff, there was mm -hmm. stuff that we could already stomach. And so it was okay to go into this Technicolor mess of, yeah. of, of worlds that we ended up in. It was okay to have a Jeff Goldblum character. Yeah. It was okay to have goofy, zany antics. Right. Because why you had Thor and Loki and the Hulk together, we already know their history. They have great chemistry together. They yeah. have great banter together. It was almost like a buddy cop movie. But if you still, you go back to Thor Ragnarok from a structural standpoint, that movie from point A to point B to point C is cohesive. The tone mm -hmm. is cohesive. Yes. The, the movie does not take a back seat to the constantly trying to smack jokes in your face. Yes. And it, it at least tries to tell a story. There was a great scene at the beginning before Hela shows up. There's this quiet scene mm -hmm. on the cliffs of uh of where they're of um uh i forget where they're at but there's they're they're in the cliffs overlooking an ocean mm -hmm. yeah. where loki and and thor have to meet odin right before he dies and odin kind of makes this has this great conversation he's like yeah you know i'm sorry i had to change i had to keep this story from you he's like loki you're still my son you know loki and, and thor kind of have to look at each other like oh shit you know it's dad he's dying we're you know we're brother we are brothers yeah. we've had this really shitty history but we're still brothers you get nothing like that they try they kind of try with Jane and, and Thor when you find out that she's dying. Mm -hmm. But at that point, the tonal inconsistencies throughout the film have taken away any emotional weight that the movie tries to throw at you later. Right. So it you can't take it in. I couldn't take it in. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like it tries to be Thor Ragnarok, but at the same time, it can't it can't shoulder the weight of all the humor that right. it's trying to it's trying to it's trying to throw at you. Right. And it just didn't work for me. Again, the theater that we were at, it was a small crowd because we were we went early. We yeah. went at a 10 a.m. showing and very, very small crowd. Um, my mom was there, she pretty much enjoyed it. My stepmom was there, she enjoyed it. Um, the crowd loved it and they they, they applauded, clapped. Yeah. they applauded it. It's end. a crowd pleasing movie. I, is, I understand why the crowd enjoyed themselves. Yeah. 
And so it's like, okay. Good guys fight bad guys. Yeah. Funny goats, comedy, we're good. Okay. That's it. And that's and that's fine. It's fine. But I it, it just didn't work for me. I right. guess that's that's the that's the bottom line. It was too it was it was technicolor vomit to the extreme, which I could have handled if the story was there. Right, right. If the foundation wasn't cracked beyond repair, which this movie had no solid foundation mm-hmm. to speak of. And I, I just couldn't get into any of it. Um mm-hmm. so and even the first Thor gets a bad rap. Like I was saying earlier, the first Thor is enjoyable. Do you know how hard it is to make a movie, a mainstream movie, and convince the audience that they're watching gods on screen? Yeah. You know how hard that is? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when I saw the early trailers for the first Thor movie, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. like I, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. It's an entertaining flick, flick. had the, the origin of origins of Loki in there. And I, I love the I love the story of a superhero where he's so he, his ego is is run is run amok to the point where Zeus of uh, Zeus Odin had to put him in his place mm-hmm. and took his armor away, took his ability to, to pick a Mjolnir away and casted his ass to Earth, and he had to earn his way back. Already, this is a better story than whatever the fuck this movie is. Already. All right, you Did ready? You want to talk about Lady Sif's butchering? Oh God, I forgot! I forgot all about Lady Sif. <laughs> I've been. Am I the only one that's been Team Lady Sif since fucking the first movie? Um... Thor: Dark World. She's fucking badass in that. And if you've watched Thor: Dark World again, even Odin was like, "Look, man, fuck Jane. Look what's right in front of you, you at you idiot." <laughs> anyway, I know it's all about Jane. I was Team Sif. Always been Team Sif, right? Look, she's fucking badass. She's got some fucking cool weapons and combat skills. I think Sif has just been replaced by Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like, well, we can't have too many badass women on screen at the same on screen. But it's Disney. Think, yes, you I know. can. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying where's to figure the, it out. Where's the Lady Thor, Sif, and Valkyrie movie? Well, there's not going to be any more Sif because she got her fucking arm cut off as a joke. Sif's arm got cut off as a joke, and that was it. That was her scene. Bye. Thanks arm, for playing. Maybe your arm is in Valhalla. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, can we watch the boys? Can we? Can we? Can we watch the boys in Umbrella Academy for fuck's sake? Anyway, hey, we still have more episodes um, of Umbrella Academy. Thank God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Let's let's get before we rate this some bitch. Let's get to um, the, the the end credit scenes. Well, oh, well, the ending again. One of them. I didn't care because you said Jane is in Valhalla. Uh, yeah. I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, the other one piqued my interest because the whole time I'm like, I thought Zeus was dead before the, we got the extra scene. So I was like, where the fuck is Hercules? <laughs> like, that was like the whole time I'm like, we... yo, where's Hercules, man? Hercules showing me, yeah, you fucked up my dad. I'm coming after you. I was waiting for that. So that scene in the end credits piqued my interest. I don't know who the guy is. I didn't look at him again. Uh, but that piqued my interest, but it kind of died after that. So we didn't talk about the stupid ending of the film. So they make it to the entity, the the thing that's going to grant the wish of the, of the person that gets there, Mm. which everyone's assuming that Bale's wish is, or Gore's wish. Kill, kill all the gods. Wish all of the gods death. Right. And so they get there. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jane is there and she's, you know, she's lost all of her power. Thor is there and he sees Jane dying and he's like, well, shit, I've lost everything. I've kind of given up. And he tells Gore, look, you've won, but 
you got this thing here. You can wish your dead daughter back into existence. Mm-hmm. And because this is a Disney Marvel movie trying to tug at your heartstrings and they can't keep a child dead. I didn't buy it. He just, <laughs> I didn't buy it. He's like, oh yeah, I can. And all of a sudden, Gore's dying. Yeah, yeah, because. He's dying. I yeah. guess I missed it. I guess maybe he got too fucked up. Maybe the, uh, the, the, the infection, the infection what, has sure, spread fine. suddenly and he's now fine. He's dead. He's dying. Fine. Jane's dying. So Thor is cradling dying Jane in his arms and Gore is now being kind of like, he's like dead, dying on the ground and his daughter comes back into existence. And he's like, I don't want her to be alone, my love. Protect her. And Jane's like, she's not going to be alone. And she looks up at Thor. Take care of a baby for me. Would you take care of this kid for me, huh? I'm going to be dead, but hey, you got a kid now. That makes everything okay, right? And Thor's like, uh, I'd rather have the, the nookie, but okay. I guess caring for a kid is just as good as sex. And so so Jane dies and yeah. floats away. We don't I, guess, care. I guess she was a god for, sure, for a minute. So she she's floats Valkyrie. away. She yeah. floats away like she's like she's yeah. a god. Yeah, Jane goes to Valhalla, but you know, yeah. whatever. Sif's fuck, arm. fuck Sif. Sif's arm just goes I to Valhalla. I guess Sif, Sif's arm's in Valhalla. And then Gore just dies. And because... so Thor and the little girl look at each other in this moment of, oh, I guess we're stuck with each other now. <laughs> Hold on. Right? When this was going on in the movie, we saw this with her, you know, her mother. When the daughter came back to life and Gore died, her mom said, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, she she said, this mom, doesn't make any sense. She said, this doesn't make any sense. So yes, my mom enjoyed it, but yeah, she, she had, fun she had a moment at the yeah. end where she was like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, okay, go ahead. Go Get to the love and thunder. So, so yeah. Uh, so it end, the movie ends with Thor now being a dad. <laughs> To this this little thing that has powers now. Uh-huh. I don't know why she has powers. I guess because she. What? Why does she have powers? Uh, she's born from the. Uh, I don't. The thing, I don't care because she uh, she was born from a wish, and now that sure, gives her powers. Whatever uh, doesn't explain it. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. And so now she's got the powers and now Thor's raising her and he's raising her to be a Viking warrior. Oh, I like this. Di- Disney era Marvel. Here we go. It's confirmed here by Zuko. Winter Soldier and Sif arm jokes coming, coming soon. All right, go ahead. And Sif's arm is mint. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and that was, that's, that's, supposed he was, to, that's, she was created from eternity. Will says fine, whatever. And that gives her power. Whatever. All right. Are you done here? Are we done? Um, Anything else for so me? Get, please. What absolutely blew my mind about this film mm. was it was written by YTT and another lady. Yes. Now this lady has only like four other writing credits to her name prior to this movie. One was a canceled TV show on MTV. One was a movie that went straight to Netflix and the other was a film that was, I don't know if it was like, you know, limited run. I think it's on HBO or Hulu. I don't know in the States. And she was a producer on Hawkeye and that's all you need to know. That's it. And that's it. She's working on stuff now, but it's nothing big. Mm. It's, it's all small scale stuff. I want to know how this lady got this job to write Hmm. this film. I want to know. I want to know. Interesting. I just want to know. It's just, it's, you know, the, the writers, there were three writers for Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And Taika Waititi was not one of them. Right. And uh, this movie, I, I just, I don't know how this this movie 
past script. I, I don't know how they started filming from the script that they had. It's called Taika Waititi has not failed. Taika Waititi is amazing. Thor Ragnarok was a huge hit. So who gives a shit? That's what it's called. Like apparently gravy, gravy gives a shit. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. They don't. I, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys remember? Uh, it was. Oh a, yeah, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars, so that means it was a good movie, right? Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Do you guys remember <laughs> long? This was like late nineties, early two thousands, and there in some movie theaters would play this advertisement. And I don't know if it was. I think it was a soda commercial. I don't know if it was Sprite. I don't know if you guys remember this. Showing my age, but in the in the commercial before the movie started. The the, the 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 writers go to the producers and they're like, oh, we have these cool ideas for a new movie. They create characters in the music video. They're like dancing like this in the music video. They make toys. They made all this. And then they were like, oh, we're all ready to go. So what's the story? Uh, it doesn't matter. There you go. All right. Let's end this. Uh. End this because I'm changing my rating. I had a rating going in after talking about this shit. It's dropped. All right, ready? Oh, oh Go ahead. Okay. What uh, do you give C is average on our channel? What are you giving Thor? Love and blunder. I never thought I would see the day where I would hate a, a, a Taika Waititi film so much. <laughs> yeah. And I never thought I would see the day where I would give this low of a rating for a Marvel film that wasn't Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't enjoy this. I'm going D. We're not buying this. We're not going to buy this movie. We have every single Marvel movie on Blu-ray except Captain Marvel. Uh, from Phase 4... I don't, we, we don't, don't have Spider-Man yet. Yeah, we don't have Spider-Man yet. Eternals, probably not going to buy that either. Uh, I want to take back my review for that. <laughs> I rated that too high at the time. Uh, but what we're trying to say is as much as we love the MCU and we're huge Marvel fans, not gonna not gonna enjoy every single product, uh, not gonna buy everything. I don't see I don't see us buying this unless we, you know, give you our our, our post office address <laughs> and the oh, no. fans want to send us stuff. No, uh, you know but what? other than that, um, no. anyway. No. So this was my original rating, guys. Uh, I guess the samurai guy, this movie hat. That was my original rating. After talking about it now and getting it off my chest, you give it a D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know the movie. I know the movie hurt you. Oh. I know the movie hurt you. Oh. We'll be we're gonna be there in a minute. <laughs> uh I'm going D. Fuck it. Fuck this movie. Wow. I'm going D. Fuck it. Wow. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. So uh all of you badasses, thanks again for hanging out with us tonight. And let us know in the comments below and in chat. We really want to know, seriously, what you honestly thought of the movie. You really enjoyed it, it was fun. Or you're like us. You're just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> so you do realize that I have rated this movie lower than Jurassic World Dominion. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You know what? You know what? You know what? 
actually, you know what? I think I'm getting a little bit of a. Tr- I'm, you know what? I'm no, getting. I'm getting a change of heart. Somebody just asked me an inter- asked us an interesting question. Oh, okay. Do you all prefer actual scores or soundtracks like this, like the movies? Um, I, okay. I preferred like when it came to Thor Ragnarok. I thought Immigrant Song was perfect choice for that it, movie. It fit. It and was awesome. They used it twice as bookends. Yeah, and it worked very well. Um, now I am biased. I do not like Guns N' Roses as a group. I like two and a half songs of theirs uh-huh. and that's about it. Right. Um, but as a group, I just, I don't, I don't really dig them at all. Uh-huh. And so having to listen to a lot of their music throughout the film, um, I think certain movies, when you have a score with actual like contemporary music plays throughout, it can work yeah, it can depending work. on the film, mm-hmm. but some movies, they use it as a crutch for not having any idea of what their score wants to sound like. Yeah. Um, if the score is good, I prefer an actual score. But yeah. um, Marvel is not known for its dynamic scoring. Right. So, it, honestly, in this in this movie's case, it really didn't matter. It didn't. You matter. could have had the best. I think I think it's like Giacchino did the music for this, and Ooh. you would not have noticed wow. it at all. That guy's usually really good. And which was really strange, also, because Mark Mothersbaugh did um, Thor Ragnarok. And I kind of thought they were having a little thing going because um, Taika Waititi is involved in the TV show Our Flag Means Death and right. Mark Mothersbaugh did the score to that. Right. So I kind of thought that they were having like a little um, you know, collaboration thing going on. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, maybe he's busy. Yeah, I think Yachino did the score. But again, you would never know it listening to it. Right, um, right, right, right. And, you know, so typically I prefer now, a I, good score. No, I like Guns N' Roses. Mm. But we didn't need to hear fucking Sweet Child of Mine twice. That's fucking overkill. Well, they did it because and, Ragnarok did immigrant immigrant song twice. Uh, That's why they immigrant did it. songs better than Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and then you then you you fucking waste Dio in the fucking end credits. Rainbow in the dark in the in the in the end credits. Fuck you, movie. That could have been that could have replaced. That could have been in the goddamn movie somewhere and replaced the second play of Sweet Child of whatever. Fuck. Anyway, you know what? Actually, you know what? Let me calm down here. I'm going to calm down. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I think I think I'm slowly getting a change of heart. I'm getting a change of heart, I think. Mm. You know, now that I got it out of my system, I'm looking back on all of this now. Mm. I think I think it's time to sell out. What mm. do you think? You think it's time to sell out? Will it will it get us more money and subscribers? It, it, it it'll it, well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I think we're going to sell out, guys. Oh. We're going to, I think we're going to sell out. I have a change of heart now. Mm. Um, you know what? Let's let, you know, fuck our own opinion. Oh. Fuck us being human beings and actually having our own opinion that differs from other people. <laughs> he, needs, he needs an opinion right? of our own. Right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's sell out. Uh-huh. Let's do this. Fist bump. Mm. Let's sell out mm. and let's love every single thing Marvel does and Disney does. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We're changing all our reviews right now. Thor Love and Thunder, A+. Captain Marvel, A+. Mm. Moon Knight, Mm. A+. Ah! (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) We love you. We love you. Thanks again for for hanging out with us and hearing us rant and talk movies. Agree to disagree. We still love you guys. Mm. (laughs) Take care. And we'll see you guys on the next one. We may or may not uh, stream tomorrow, too, to talk more films. All right, guys, take care. We love you, and we'll see you again soon. Take care, guys. (laughs)